welcome to the completely unionized 84th episode of the non-player character podcast, a video game podcast with character. I am your scab, I mean host NPC, Paul, and it is good to be back in the studio all alone. But over Discord, we have some friends. That's right. I brought some NPCs over the power of the internet, and we're using Discord, which is better than Zoom. First, I'm going to introduce someone who was here last week, because, well, he's the only one that really cares. Leonard, how you doing? Wait, I care? I mean, I thought you did. That's why you're here again, right? Oh, yeah. No, I did. I, yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, great. I expect but your union... I remember the conditions. <laughs> I expect your union dues on my desk by Friday. Also, uh, over Discord, we have... Someone uh, we've all missed so very much, Kent. Kent, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for uh, wishing me back from the abyssal clutches of death from with the Dragon Ball. So I'm I'm glad to be back. It was the, like Krillin. It was the I least we could done. do. It was the least we. Well, yeah, Leonard did most of the work, but I <laughs> was there. Black man really working for the Portuguese now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and brought back a Portuguese. Oh, who would have thought? <laughs> Uncomfortable giggle. <laughs> and that voice that everyone heard right there is, of course, the illustrious Katie. Katie, how are you? Fine. How do I mute you? Oh, you just got on. Hang on. I have something for you. Okay. What's that? Oh, come on. Oh. And for this bit to work, I can't... I can't get rid of any of that audio for this bit to work. Otherwise, it's just not funny. Damn it. Well, we are going to have a fantastic podcast because we are talking about homogeny. I hope we get to figure out what that word means by the end of the episode. But, of course, we're going to have some news before that. But before any of that, of course, we're going to have uh, what we've been playing. And I'm going to go first because mine is boring and no one cares. And that's Cities Skylines. That's right. A seven-year-old game from a, a, a really overworked studio, City Skylines. They're coming out with a new DLC called Airports. Some people are happy about it and some people aren't happy about it. I am ambivalent. I am done now. Kent. <laughs> Kent. <laughs> Kent, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been getting pretty into uh, rhythm games lately. I think they're pretty fun. So I've been playing uh, Future Tone and uh, the Persona dancing series, which is very fun. Interesting. Um, I'm getting pretty good at them, and it's a little bit terrifying, but it's also kind of prideful but right right uh, alongside that i've been playing some left for dead with friends because okay. i don't feel like playing back for blood i feel like playing left for dead i was fun i was gonna ask you why aren't you playing back for blood yeah i'm a, i i don't hate it i just eh. it doesn't have the charm it, does it no it's too sterilized for me yeah um there's a pretty decent to mildly amusing crow cat video that goes into it, but okay, okay. Um, and then 
Aside from that, I'm repping for Dan here, and I've been playing some <laughs> Black Desert Online as well. Right. And that would have been his answer. It would have been well. his answer because that's all he does. Um, okay. Uh, are you enjoying it as much as Dan is? Uh, definitely not as much because <laughs> the game is, you know, tailor suit made for him. Um, <laughs> he's just a god amongst men in that game. So Is he? Uh Yeah. Wow. It's like uh, he's just too good, you know. Yeah, he knows everything in and out. But I'm enjoying it for what it is. I'm not playing to be the best or be top guild or anything. I'm just okay. playing to have fun, and okay. the game lets you do that. So that's that's I handy, it. I guess. I yeah. mean, it took us so long to get Dan off of Ark that now <laughs> he's just found this new. Oh God, that Ark found a new oh, frontier. Man. Yeah, that's that's a sad thing, but. What are you going to do? Ah, Dan. Leonard, how about you tell me what you have been playing? Oh, I've been playing uh, Destiny 2. What? Um, hey, wait. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. I thought I was talking to Leonard, not Katie. Yeah, well, you know, it's just, I, I, to be honest, I've always wanted to play it. It's just I didn't really have a lot of friends who did, and... Also, I know Katie has an infinite, infinite more knowledge of Destiny 2 than I will ever have. So I didn't want to annoy her with my pestering questions of, <laughs> what does this do again? How do I do this? Because I know at that point she'd just be like, I'm just going to go. You just, you just <laughs> click their heads. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just click on their heads. But that's the thing. I don't play on PC. Sometimes you have to click on their tummies if they're Vex. <laughs> But anyways, um, I've also been playing uh, Super Mario Odyssey again. Oh, okay. Hey, that's a that's and, a damn um, quality game. That's for sure. Yeah, I've actually been really enjoying it. I played it two player with my uh, my girlfriend, oh. and we she really loves it because I was kind of warming her up to because she loves Kirby. Okay, and especially with the new game that's coming out, I was like, yep, yep. yeah, it's gonna be like this. So. Yep. Yeah, we will definitely, I'm um, sure, talk about that new Kirby in uh, the news, right? Yeah, I guess we'll talk about that. And then uh, lastly, I've been playing uh, some Pokemon. Okay. I've been playing Pokemon Sword. So I could just be ready for Pokemon Legends because it comes out uh, probably by the time this is out this week or today. This is coming out on Tuesday. So then it's coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, uh, you've been playing destiny and that's good. Are you having fun with destiny? Are you actually enjoying the game? Yeah, uh, I definitely am. Uh, I have a friend that him and I are playing and we're trying to get some other streamers in on it as well. Mm. We're going to have like this thing where it's, <clears throat> or what I'm hoping it'll be is that this person who's really good at the game is going to teach us noobs how to do this blueberries i've yes. forgotten half the knowledge about this game and all of my other friends besides my specific friend ice he knows most of it but not all of it and the rest of them don't know anything so they're blueberries blueberries yeah blueberries all right katie you've had enough time to wallow in your muteness i will now ask you the question i have asked the others katie what have you been playing? I've been replaying the Dragon Age games. Ah, all of them? 
Yes. Really, all of them? Yeah. Yes, there's three. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure you're playing Inquisition. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, I have already replayed that one. Oh no. Oh, and then no. I went back and I replayed Origins because I needed to feel something. <laughs> <than> disappointment. <laughs> uh, any reason you jump back into that, or I just needed a new hyperfixation to. I got gotcha. you. Get me through to Witch Queen. Okay. Okay. When is Witch Queen? February 22nd. Oh my God. <laughs> Why did I think it was sooner? Uh, because it originally was supposed to be like in fall, but. Ah, uh, got pushed back. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's a hefty pushback. Yep. Uh, but from what I hear, Witch Queen is going to be pretty big. Yes. I'm really looking forward to it. I just also need to pace myself. I don't want to burn myself out of destiny before I get a chance to hop back in. Right. Destiny burnout is a real thing and they make a pill for it. I'm pretty sure. All right. So are you enjoying, let's say the first two dragon ages? Oh yeah. I mean, origins is like, it's a classic hero's story, fantasy hero story. For sure. Um, If you play it right. Um, it's really good quality RPG really is <laughs> yeah, it really is yeah. yeah um and then Dragon Age 2 has you know shortcomings in terms of like you know it's just the one location really mm. um but the story is pretty good um the companions are the standout to me mm. like they're really 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 good and then Inquisition is just kind of there so yeah you know yeah I was really disappointed when Inquisition came out because it looked like it could be really fun, especially during that time. An RPG that looked as good as Inquisition does uh, was unheard of. Uh, And well, yeah, but then, you know, it came out and it showed its colors very early on that it wasn't going to be a Dragon Age game. (laughs) No, it's very much Dragon Age by way of an EA committee. Yeah, yeah. They just uh, went down the list of tropes and uh, said, which fantasy trope should we add here? I mean, that itself wouldn't be a problem if they also didn't. Like when you play the game, you realize very quickly this was written originally to feature like a human protagonist. Mm. And this was written and created in the style of an MMO. Um, and then very quickly they realized that wasn't going to work. So they added in the option to play a Kunari or an elf or a dwarf or whatever. Um, and then the option, like the, they kept the war table for some reason, which makes zero sense. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. It, a lot of like, weird choices. Yeah. Having, having a human character look my Dalish elf in the face and explain their own culture to them was right. Right. I was like, Hmm, (laughs) this feels weird. Human splaining. Yeah. 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 No, it's, um, it's, it's sad. And, and the fact that we might not see another dragon age for quite some time, uh, is, is another sad fact. Um, but Hey, yeah, we, we get, we get a remake of the best star Wars game ever made. So, huh? Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Kent. Thank you, Kent. I mean, when is that happening? When? Not until 2023 earliest. Yeah. Ugh. 
I hate it here. Well, we are going to take that fantastically positive outlook and move on to our news after our short, tiny little break. So we hope you enjoyed us talking and ranting about the games we've been playing, because now we get to talk and rant about the news in the video game industry. I'll see you on the other side. Hear ye, hear ye, the Non-Player Character Podcast presents What It Is Like to Play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds By Yourself Okay, okay. Where do I drop? Where am I gonna drop? Um, yeah, here, here. That looks good. Okay. Alright, alright. Looks pretty lonely out here. I'll go go raid some stuff. What do I got here? Pistol. Alright, alright. Oh, ah, shit. I'm dead. And now, what it is like to play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds with friends. So, how do you fire? How do you, I don't know where to do it. No, dude, flank them. No, 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 no. Don't flank them. Just flank them. Guys, you're not flanking. I don't understand how you reload. Oh my god, you're supposed to flank them. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. How do you reload? Oh my god, that's a Molotov cocktail. That's a Molotov cocktail. What are you doing? Let's get going. Oh my god, you got me killed. Come on, come on. Oh, now I'm And now, what it is like to play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds with ducks. Featuring Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for news. Leonard, we start news every week the same way. And I don't want to break tradition today. Not on the 84th episode. That would be a very weird place to break tradition. And so, thusly, and furthermore, Leonard, what kind of news do you have for us today? Nintendo Nuhu. Okay, that came out pretty well, actually. We'll use that yeah, one. It's, it's, so yeah, it was a good 80, 82%. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So, yeah. what kind of Nintendo news do you have for us, Leonard? 
Uh, literally only one thing, and that's the new Kirby game that's coming out. It looks good. It looks great. A lot of people are saying, and it's now a meme now, where it's it's Breath of the Wild, but Kirby <laughs> is Mario Odyssey, but Kirby. Yeah, that's the you know, new, that's the new. It's Skyrim, but with guns, etc. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, it looks fun. It personally looks fun. It looks great. Um, I don't know necessarily how it's going to look like actually playing out on your, on like the little switch screen. Right. But you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, OLED people, I feel sorry for you still. (laughs) Why is that? Explain that for him. Um, Because it's not much of an upgrade. Nope. No, it's not. Nintendo. Just, just bring out a Switch Lite or like a Switch, not not a Switch Lite. They did that already. Uh, a Switch uh, Plus, uh, DS Switch. That'd be interesting. Switch Pro. Switch Pro. Just do it with with the Steam Deck on the horizon. Like, there's kind of there's less and less reason to buy a Steam, uh, a Switch, even though uh, apparently last year yet again Switch was the number uh, number one best selling system. Uh, worldwide. I'm not necessarily surprised about that, considering that it's incredibly difficult to buy a PS5 or an Xbox series. Um, But they're taking the number one spot for, I think, the third year in a row. Uh, Yeah, but tell tell that to the families and the children and the parents buying stuff for their kids. Oh, yeah, get this. uh, It's called a Steam Deck. It can run (laughs) an operating system. It's Linux compatible. (laughs) They're not going to know what the hell is happening. Just get the Jumpy Man console. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You make an excellent point, Kent. I'm glad you're doing the de facto Dan is what we like to call it here on the podcast. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, you're 100% right. The Steam Deck is going to be a really hard sell uh and i doubt a lot of places are going to be carrying mini uh if any gamestop might not even fucking have it because that's usually gamestop's mo uh best buy would probably have one in the back but he has to go check uh target they've never heard of it walmart they might have heard it but i think it's at a different store uh in palo alto i can call and check Um, so like, yeah, steam deck is going to be weird. It's going to be a weird system to sell. However, I, I have high hopes for it. Uh, I will be eating those words in a little while, but, uh, yeah, uh, that was great. Closest we can get to a Vita. Yeah, really? I mean, honestly, come on now. Uh, that was really good. Um, Nintendo news that I just did there. Uh, but Leonard, was there any other Nintendo news other than the fantastic uh, Kirby game that will be coming out? Nope. Okay. Okay. I know. Uh, Rune Factory 5 people. Oh, yeah. Rune Factory 5. We're not going to get any more. I can guarantee you, if it does not sell well, we're not going to get a good English localization from that publisher anymore i guarantee you i 100% agree and i might just be buying rune factory 5 uh for one of those reasons because like i liked rune factory a lot uh on the ds uh it was a lot of fun uh but i never finished it because something maybe another game came out or something um but uh no i i want to play rune factory 5 it's a good formula for a game uh playing it on the go is in my opinion the only way to play it uh so yeah 
What the hell? I'm going to buy room factory. uh, The English, well, the localization team added same-sex marriage, which wasn't a thing in the Japan release, and they are completely overhauling the dialogue to make sure it includes proper pronouns and all that stuff, which is... wow. May sound mundane, but for localization, especially Japanese to English, that is nuts. Yeah. Again, yeah. they're not going to be doing that any time <laughs> soon if this does not do well. Yeah, they didn't say that, but you can just tell. No, I mean, if you if you're going to put your money into a service like that, uh, you got to make sure that you're making a return on that money. And if people don't buy your game and you put a lot of money in localizing uh, and making sure that it is, you know, pronoun sensitive uh, to to the rest of the world. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to be thinking twice if it doesn't sell. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy Rune Factory. Speak with your wallets. It's the only way uh, companies will learn. So I did want to talk real quick. Uh, Kent, uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be a whole headline here, but uh, you did send us uh, something fantastically funny uh, on our Discord before the show started that uh, Gearbox uh, Entertainment's own Randy Pitchford uh, has <laughs> has gotten uh, Best CEO Award uh, from Tech Titans. Um, I It doesn't matter who they are. We just really think it's funny that... <laughs> Randy Pitchford, <laughs> uh, of, all of all people, uh, <laughs> got best CEO. Uh, I mean, I'm real glad it wasn't Activision CEO that got it. That would have been really bad optics. But um, okay, Randy Pitchford. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could have chosen Bowser. I don't think Bowser has been uh, caught up in any scandals uh, in the past five years. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of people that it could have gone to, but uh, it, it very much smells like Gearbox was helping that award show with something, and they're like, oh, hey, our CEO is pretty cool. And they're like, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and now he has a, a, a plastic weighted trophy uh, sitting on his mantelpiece collecting dust uh, from a company that will forget him immediately. Yeah. So congrats, Randy Pitchford, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have a gigantic news topic that we're sort of dancing around, uh, and we will be talking about that during our uh, topic uh, of the episode. But uh, am I forgetting any any smaller uh, any smaller news thing that happened during? Uh, the last two weeks that uh, that slipped through my particular cracks. Uh, well, everything kind of got overshadowed. I know, right? <laughs> it's very hard to tell. Um, <laughs> like, it, because we're not mentioning it until the topic, uh, it's sort of hard to uh, to have a conversation about uh, news that uh, that that took place. Um, Holy shit, do you guys see that Microsoft bought Activision? Oh, come on, no Katie. Way. Come on. What the fuck? Holy shit. Whoa. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> Bitch. Wow. <laughs> oh. Yes. Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard King and that is definitely a thing that happened. Um 
we're going to have a lot of feelings about that, okay? And we, as a gaming community, have to come together on a semi-regular basis and have these kinds of hard decisions and discussions. Because when we see things that we don't like happening, we need to call it out. And although this multi-billion dollar corporate merger, it seems, um, might not seem like a big deal to you, but to someone close to you, it might just be the biggest deal in their life. But we're not going to talk about that here because this is the news section, and I think we have run out of news. So instead, we're going to go to break, and when we come back... That's when we're going to talk about this big news that happened. Okay? We're here for you. Welcome to the very first episode of the non-player character ASMR. Today on the podcast, I have Dan. He'll be playing some games for us today. Okay, Dan, you'll get him next time. Leonard, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I got a sound for everyone. That's a very good sound, Leonard. Thank you. And Kent. How are you doing, Kent? so nice to have you guys here in this quiet place. It's nice to be here. It's an important time for the NPCs as well. I got a new sound. Oh. Fine, all right, all right, God. Welcome back, everybody, and it's time to talk about the 2,000-pound gorilla in the room, or is it actually the $68.7 billion gorilla in the room? That's right. There was a gigantic transaction made not too long ago. We're talking about the Microsoft Activision uh, purchase that uh, technically has not gone through and will not go through until July 2022 or uh, between the times, excuse me, of July 2022 and July 2023. Um, However, we're pretty certain that it's going to happen. There's no one else that's going to foot a a $68.7 billion bill uh, to buy Activision Blizzard. 
Uh, so this is this is pretty much a done deal. Um, the only uh, stopgap, I guess, uh, Kent brought up would be the U.S. government. Uh, but I doubt that they will stop this uh, monopolistic takeover of the video game industry. So we're going to talk about the positives. We're going to talk about the negatives. Mostly we're going to talk about the negatives. Uh, and we're going to talk about what this means uh, for both Activision Blizzard and Microsoft. Uh, and maybe we'll touch on what uh, Sony uh, must be thinking right now. But first, we're going to go through a little bit of details. Uh, as I said, it was $68.7 billion. Uh, I said the dates already, July 2022 and 2023. Um, this means that Activision Blizzard games will be going on to Game Pass. That was one of uh, the stipulations of the deal in the first place. Uh, and it completely makes sense. Uh, Xbox and Microsoft specifically are uh, pushing Game Pass uh, to everyone who has fingers and keyboard and mouse so why not have activision blizzard on those games or on that game pass uh let's see we're not quite sure about exclusivity in the future um but just like the bethesda acquisition uh, a couple years back uh this will probably be a um uh we will totally you know, uh, uphold the contracts that Activision Blizzard has with Sony or uh, Nintendo. But going forward, we don't know. Who knows? It, they're all going to be fucking exclusive. Um, I'll see. Uh, Microsoft now owns a lot of developers, uh, PC game developers uh, in particular. We, uh, I'm not going to list them all, um, but it is a growing list. Uh, and a growing concern. Uh, and the one thing that I will leave out for now, and we will certainly talk about it in just a little bit, is Bobby Kotick. And I will just let his name hang for a moment. Um, <laughs> as Like a foul, pungent odor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, first, I want to ask, uh, just baseline, how is everyone feeling about this? I'm going to start with Leonard, actually. How are you feeling about this acquisition? Uh, you mean that the main guy got, is not working there anymore? Well, we're not. Let's. <laughs> we will talk about Bobby Kotick in uh, just a little bit. Um, but uh, what about the the actual like Microsoft now owns fucking Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Motherfucking Duty? Um, how do you feel about this? Uh, I'm gonna be honest, Paul. <clears throat> um. Not the biggest fan of Call of Duty anymore. Never really been the biggest fan of really any Activision slash Blizzard games, except the one that I can think back to. Uh, Spider-Man Waves of Shadows. Uh, that was personally, in my opinion, the only good game that they ever really had. Yeah. And I don't really care if they want to do that. Cool. Um, I feel like that is, I feel like Microsoft is sort of getting close to, you know, being a quote unquote monopolization. Yeah, I, I would certainly agree with you there. And, uh, but I feel like PlayStation is definitely going to have a rebuttal for that something sometime soon. I mean, that is a hope for sure, considering that uh, I think we all think it's uh, ironic that um, Microsoft now owns Crash Bandicoot. 
And Spyro. And Spyro. Uh, Sony's two uh, once and former uh, <laughs> uh, mascots uh, are now owned by their number one competitor. Um, so eh, that is uh, interesting. Uh, Kent, what is your baseline here? Where where are we starting you at? Uh, I'm pretty worried. Not saying it's a outright bad thing. Um, I mean, something had to be done with Activision Blizzard. Mm. Um, I think that was a given. Yeah. I don't think I think this blindsided a lot of people, and so I think that's why it has extra shock to it. Right. Um, I am worried about uh, the non-existent but still existent console wars that is going on um i'm seeing a lot of people and i mean some of us may have this line of thought too it's not outright wrong but i'm seeing a lot of people wanting playstation to buy ea or someone equally as huge Mm. um i don't think that's the way to go and i think we'll be talking about that soon about for sure homogeny and what that means with third parties um I'm thinking a lot of people are getting this. uh, Everything is basically being boiled down to, at least on the social media standpoint, as like a a win-loss type of thing. And I don't think that's the way you should approach this, especially with people's careers on the line. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. Especially when it comes to uh, uh, what's going on at Activision Blizzard. Um, we, we really should not be tallying scores, uh, right. that that's not, that's not where our attentions should be lying. Um, and although, uh, uh, asking questions about what Sony should be doing now looking into the future is definitely a legitimate question to be asking. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's not about, um, uh, score tallying. That's more about, well, what about video games? Like, because when it when it when the rubber meets the road you know like we we're still we still love video games and we still love to see diversity uh in video games uh not only in the characters that we play but also in the companies that make them uh and this sort of takes uh quite a quite a quite a hit on that uh, philosophy so uh, we're hoping for the best, but, uh, Katie, um, I know, uh, you know, this, this is huge. This is a huge, uh, thing and you, uh, spoiled it in uh, the news. Uh, and uh, I can't believe you did that, but, um, where are you feeling? Where are you, where is your baseline here? I mean, we have to acknowledge that Bobby Kodak isn't actually gone <laughs> and he's probably not going to leave for another year. Right. Um, Purchasing Activision has not really changed the underlying problems of what's going on at Activision Blizzard. Um, It does raise questions about like IPs and stuff. Like obviously certain things are going to become most likely Xbox exclusives or, you know, they're going to start taking advantage of getting more people into the game pass. Most likely in my Mm. opinion. Yeah. Um, Because I think they would be stupid to focus solely on their console I think it would be a bad move, and I think they know that. Um, but I, I don't have a lot of thoughts other than Bobby Kodak bad. Me too. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I hear you. Um, yeah, because as much of this, uh, uh, as much as this uh, purchase is is sort of taking over the headlines, what um, what is getting lost, and what what I hope doesn't get completely lost 
is that the uh, lawsuits that Activision Blizzard are still facing, they're still ongoing, no matter if this deal goes through or not. Um, Microsoft has nothing to do with with the legal uh, side of of Activision Blizzard. So, you know, those lawsuits aren't just going to magically disappear. But what will is the uh, attention that those lawsuits are going to be getting. And uh, I'm as as we sort of mentioned in the news segment, there hasn't been a lot of gaming news since this uh, bombshell dropped. And uh, it's it's sad because the lawsuits are still going on with Activision Blizzards. There's still uh, uh, walkouts and there's still, uh, you know, picket lines being crossed and scabs being hired uh, and people's jobs on the line. Um, and the news sites aren't really covering it because it's it's a giant story that Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard King. Well, they're not covering it because it's old news by now. Right. Nothing has happened. At this point, these companies are going to do their best to wait it out, not address it, try to ignore it until it goes away, until the news cycle gets bored, and then do something to try to sweep it under the rug. So, yeah. so long as we don't let them do that, you yeah. know, yeah. they won't be able to get away with it. Right. For sure, Katie. Like that—that's—that's that's one of the reasons why I want to talk about this today. Is—is is I want to shine one more light, even if our light is—is is a, a tiny candle somewhere in the corner. Uh, I want to keep shining that we light. We are a single match. <laughs> we have have some listeners, okay? Uh, but no, I mean. Uh, I, I want I want to keep focusing every single episode, all, honestly, until this deal is done, until Activision Blizzard and Bobby Kotick are, are scrubbed clean uh, from this industry entirely. Uh, I want to mention it. I want to keep it in people's minds uh, because this is this is a fight worth having. And we can we can talk all we want about, um, you know, homogeny in video games. Uh, and and the problem of monopolies uh, and antitrusts uh, with these gigantic companies uh, in the video game industry, but it's mostly affecting the employees of those companies, the employees who are not only being shut out uh, of of this discussion because of uh, you know legal uh, uh, necessity, uh, but because the video game industry has a very short attention span. So, um, yeah, Bobby Kotick, you got to go. Uh, you're a horrible, horrible human person. And, uh, I, I hope that you never find, uh, another job in your life, to be honest. Like he needs one. Yeah. Like he fucking needs one. Uh, he's going to walk away no matter what happens. He's going to walk away with two, Point nine million dollars cash because that is what CEOs sign up for when they work at Activision Blizzard. So not, just have to eat the rich. Yeah, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Um okay, so <laughs> we will try and stay off of Bobby Kotick uh, for the rest of this conversation. It's probably not going to happen, but we will try. Uh, what we do want to talk about is the homogeny in the video game industry and what we mean by that. 
specifically, we are talking about the fact that uh, Microsoft, this is one of the uh, biggest companies in the world, um, it now owns one of, I'd say, the top five, at least, uh, video game uh, developers in the world. Activision Blizzard. Uh, publishers, I'm sorry, publishers, not developers. Um, and uh, this presents an interesting future not only for Microsoft, but also for the rest of everybody. As we mentioned, this is Call of Duty. Microsoft now owns the rights to Call of Duty. For the next couple years, we'll still get it on PlayStation. They'll still try and make a mobile port uh, and make it terribly. But after 2024, maybe after 2025, that's it. It will be a Microsoft sole ownership. So if you want to play Call of Duties with the boys on the weekends, you have to have a PC with Game Pass or an Xbox series or whatever it is at that time. Hypothetically. Hi- hypothetically. Now, uh, you know, we, we, we were throwing around the word hypothetically a lot back in the day when we were talking about Bethesda uh, being bought by uh, Microsoft. And now it has come to light that not only Starfield will be a uh, Xbox exclusive, but so will Elder Scrolls. So I, I don't hold too much faith that uh, Call of Duty will not go down the same route. Kent, am I wrong? <clears throat> I, I don't know. <laughs> I would say it's not a, I would say we can't go on a repeat of with what Bethesda did. Cause let's be honest, call of duty has much bigger, um, reach than How? Elder Scrolls does. How dare I you? Mean, <laughs> let's be honest. As much as we like, you know, our elder scrolls and our, uh, uh other Bethesda icons such as fallout, um, you know, it just doesn't have that same population right. and player base and attention that Call of Duty does. Right. Um, and that's where there can be a lot of bad blood between consumers and Microsoft, especially after uh, I would want to say Call of Duty was one of the first major series, like game series, that was pushing that uh, cross platform play. Um, and it would be very hypocritical of Microsoft to be like, oh yeah, we, uh, pushed for (laughs) stuff like Call of Duty to be cross-platform so everybody can play together, but now it's ours, you know, that's... Well, remember, Kent, all they have to do is say it is still cross-platform, PC PC and Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think, also, the money is a big factor and just how much... Uh, they would essentially be cutting their sales in half. Yeah. At um, least a third, at least a third. Yeah. yeah. I, I see and, what you're saying. I mean, I definitely can with like all my might say that we're no longer going to have those, albeit really stupid PlayStation exclusives that every call of duty has like, Oh, you get an extra map. You get right. whatever extra right. zombie mode. Like we're not going <laughs> to be getting any of those. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we, I mean, like as a PlayStation community. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, cause we are PlayStation shills on, on the <laughs> I have podcast. some things to say later, actually, which, which may make me 
you know, tightrope the line between that. Oh, so. okay. All right. Can't wait to hear it. Um, well, uh, Dan's not here to talk about uh, Blizzard, so I'm going to have Leonard uh, speak a little bit about Blizzard. Um, because this is uh, not only Call of Duty, the biggest first-person shooter, uh, arguably the biggest game um, in the world, uh, except for FIFA. I guess second biggest? Anyway, um, they're also taking, uh, you know, fucking Overwatch 2 is now uh, Xbox. It's going to come out on Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Series, as well as, uh, you know, Diablo 4 is now going to come out on Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Leonard, are you? Is does this change your mind uh, about what's going on uh, in Blizzard's head, in, in Blizzard's future? Meh, not really. Okay. <laughs> not really the biggest fan of Overwatch, to be honest. I tried it, didn't like it. Um, I do have a friend that works with them on that yeah. team yeah yeah you do and uh been ever since i believe facebook been constantly wondering how he's been doing <laughs> that uh is probably the only thing that facebook uh does is like oh yeah that friend i had from seven years ago i haven't spoken to him and i don't have his discord shit how do i get a hold of him uh, Shit, we forgot about the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, one of these episodes, we're probably going to be talking about the metaverse. Yeah. Oh yeah. goodness. That's what we were forgetting with the whole news shit. Well, that just goes to show how much. Yeah. This news has been overshadowing everything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, truly and honestly, uh, the robot CEO known as Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Zuckerbot. Um, <clears throat> mentioned that uh there's a metaverse that we're all going to be living in uh and walmart did a terrible cg shopping experience uh inside the metaverse and it was cringe as fuck and it was the worst thing in the world (laughs) and no one ever should use metaverse simply because of the terrible terrible experience that we were all witness to through walmart um (laughs) It was so bad. Uh, and yes, it has been overshadowed by the purchase of Activision Blizzard King. Uh, so, uh, anyway, um, okay, okay. So, it's not all doom and gloom, it seems, right? Am I wrong about this? Katie, like, it, it feels like doom and gloom is spelled among the clouds and we can only wait for the tidal wave to hit the shores and destroy us all. Um, that was a lot. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think the one thing to remember is that Microsoft isn't run entirely by idiot poopoo heads. True. Uh, There are going to be things they are going to have to wrestle away from Sony and other platforms Mm. Um, and they'll have to do it in a way that is strategic because if they go full cold Turkey, absolutely not. None of this will ever be on PlayStation or whatever ever again. They're going to burn more bridges than sell consoles. It's true. And at at the same time, they might just, they might just risk it for some of the titles like Elder Scrolls is for sure going to be right. 
going to be exclusive. Right. So, yeah, maybe it is all doom and gloom. (laughs) Maybe there is no point to anything anymore. And we're just hurtling alone through this vast emptiness of space, waiting to collide with something, anything, just to feel alive. Right. I mean, you expect disappointment. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. See, there you go. You just expect the worst at all times. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Huh. That got really depressing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Hey, hey, everyone. Guys. Hey, everyone. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a sad time out there. <laughs> It really you is. Know, it's just, yeah. it's really sad out there. It's, it's kind of tough. It's, it's, it's hard not to be down about things, but that, you know, there are things out there to look forward to. Uh-huh. I can't think of any, but there are things. I, I Spider-Man mean, two. Spider-Man two, huh? Uh, uh, uh God of War two. Uh, uh, um, horizon uh, that might be good uh yeah Thiefu? no no um another kingdom hearts game oh who am i kidding this is gonna take another 20 years dragon age 4 got delayed maybe yeah, it won't be yeah. asked but actually it probably will be <laughs> so probably will be some of the development teams that we're talking about here uh, include things like uh, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, Ravensoft, Treyarch, uh, and that of course is all um, uh, uh, Call of Duty uh, and Ravensoft works on a whole bunch of things. They're sort of like the first person shooter uh, go-to team. Uh, But we're also talking about Toys for Bob, uh, which I thought was uh, an interesting acquisition uh, that I forgot was owned by uh, Activision. They did an amazing job with Crash 4, uh, and now they're owned by... Uh, <laughs> and Spyro. And Spyro, yeah, amazing job. I keep forgetting about Spyro. Kent, you keep me honest about Spyro. <laughs> it's my one job. <laughs> but they did an amazing job with those two new uh, games, uh, and now they're owned by the uh, company who is uh, in charge of destroying uh, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, which I think is very funny. They're joining the ranks of Conker and uh, (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie. That's right. Banjo-Kazooie is also owned by Microsoft. This is a weird world. We're in the wrong timeline. Um, So, like, okay, these development teams, right? They are never going to make a video game that we like again. We can all agree on that, right, Kent? No. What? I I don't think that's. I mean, but they're sure. they're owned by evil Microsoft, so clearly <laughs> they they cannot make a good game ever again. Uh, no. <laughs> as as much as it would be hilarious to say that now. Okay. Sadly, no. Okay. I mean, well, good. It's a good thing that it's a no. I mean, right. I think we're taking things from gosh what 2007 2008 microsoft Mm -hmm. uh, which they were a very still young company only what six seven years old at the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh they bought rare entertainment and everyone's like oh my god you know they're gonna make all these cool games perfect dark uh banjo kazooie (laughs) 
they didn't end up too well. Um, it was the transition to the HD. Yeah. Um, and uh, the industry was kind of in its uh, adolescent teen years, mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, Do you guys remember that wild period of time where like Spyro and Crash and like fucking Raymond were all like edgy and cool? Yeah. As their goth boy moments. Uh-huh. So weird. So weird. Oh, and like Prince of Persia. Sorry, that was earlier. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean uh, Prince of Persia definitely it's had. Uh, it's yeah, like, it's very relevant. That it didn't do well. People were like, "What? What is this? You know, Spider-Man three, Peter Parker swaggering through the New York streets." Yeah, and, like and, what is this? And Jake, like, Godsmack for every trailer. For like a hot <laughs> like, what and, the hell? Jake, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal was the Prince of Persia. If we don't get me started, dude, I'm <laughs> the only one. I'm the only one who can talk about that. That's true. I choose That's not true. to talk about that. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Um, uh, but yeah, people didn't like those. And then X, uh, Microsoft was like, oh, well, your games didn't do well, Rare. Uh, how about you make Kinect games? How about that? Yep. And they ended up only making Kinect games for the next 10 years. Yep. Um, until until finally. they're that stupid anymore. I don't think they're going to have all this high-quality talent. Like, say what you will, Toys for Bob, uh, well, Vicarious Visions that is yep. now defunct but the people who are still there for the most part um raven software all those uh they are pretty talented uh i don't think microsoft is going to be the type of people to buy them out and then just completely fire a majority of the people um so that talent's still going to stay and um i can only imagine uh they're going to have conferences with producers and higher ups um and those people uh, you know, they work with the development team and, you know, if the developers are going to be very antsy about wanting to do a project, they're going to tell them. And I'm sure all of those developers we just mentioned wanted to do something that's not Call of Duty, um, <laughs> like go back to making that Spyro sequel that they were hinting at. Uh, all that other stuff. They're talking about uh, Dead Space. Uh, I can't remember if it was a reboot or a remake. That is EA, unfortunately. Uh, oh, EA's taking over? Sledgehammer's not doing that? Uh, no. Uh, Interesting. Okay. No, well, no, it's uh, Dead Space is an EA. EA property. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, and I think that's in good hands, but that's a different yeah. episode for a different time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think... Uh, I think Microsoft, like Katie said, they're not full of idiots. So they're going to see that the developers and the fans want to buy, you know, to buy their time and produce stuff that's good. I mean, Microsoft isn't going to spend almost 70 million just for them to keep pumping out Call of Duty clones. Yeah. Um, And we've seen that there's reports that Call of Duty may not be annual releases anymore. And that just further proves the point that. Uh, they may be going into the more quality side of things and removing the brands and producers and development teams that are not originally supposed to be Call of Duty and making them make more in-house IPs that they should be doing. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it would be nice to see Treyarch doing something other than uh, Call of Duty uh, for ye- quarter three. You know what I mean? Like, 
It, yeah, they used to make Spider-Man games. Yeah, they used to make Spider-Man games. They used to do interesting things. Um, granted, those are licensed games, but still, they made good licensed games. So, uh, Sledgehammer uh, is is a fantastic uh, company uh, that used to be just down the freeway from us. I don't know if they still are, but anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they started Dead Space. So... What can they do that isn't Call of Duty? So, like, well, I mean, the more realistic outcome uh, in place of yearly releases for Call of Duty is just a continued and more focused focus on warfare mm. on the online platform. Right. Um, games as a service. Yeah, games as a service. That's truly and honestly where the trend is heading, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. Um, I think it's, we're going to keep going through the stumbling blocks of figuring out what gamers appreciate as games as a service. I think Call of Duty is one of the best examples out there of what gamers, especially Call of Duty players, you know, are fine with Mm -hmm. for games as a service because they keep buying (laughs) things for (laughs) warfare. Um, That's true. You know, uh, but we're going to keep getting a couple of anthems here and there before before we reach <laughs> the point where they figure it out. So yeah. that's the more realistic outcome of what's going to happen is, yes, we'll probably get a few quality titles out of it, but they'll most likely be new IP. Um, and those will be like test runs to see where the market's at. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I... Sorry, um, but uh, no. Uh, to to piggyback on what you're saying for sure, because like um, we have we have these expectations from game developers once they're bought by bigger companies or once they're uh, uh, you know shifted over from one project to another that whatever they're going to make is just going to be a clone of something or it's going to be another serialized sequel uh, of something. Um, but so that's not what Sony's doing. Sony is letting their uh, development teams make whatever they want. Um, they're a little bit more gun shy nowadays since, uh, uh, no man's skies release. Um, but they're still sort of like giving the keys to the Lamborghini, so to speak, uh, to, uh, these, these lower or smaller development teams, uh, to make what they want to make. And that's how we fucking got God of war, uh, the remake or sequel or re sequel or (laughs) reciprocal. Anyway, um, so like, you know, we can, we can call doom and gloom all we want, but all we have to do is look at Microsoft's number one competitor and see what they're doing. And I'm sure Microsoft is doing that exact same thing. They're looking at what Sony has done by buying up dozens of, uh, individual development teams. Um, and they're just like, well, we have the money to buy not only development teams like Bethesda, uh, but entire companies that own development teams like Activision Blizzard uh, King. So um, let's do that and do what Sony does, which can be good for the uh, industry. It, it, as I said, got us Horizon. That was a brand new IP uh, from Guerrilla Games, who apparently only make new IP uh, and sequels to their own IP, which I think is kind of interesting. Um and uh, 
that got us God of War. It gets us uh, c- companies like Naughty Dog who are able to uh, make what they want and, uh, you know, with full support and backing uh, from a giant company like Sony. So Microsoft is that same giant company that we could be seeing uh, the new Naughty Dog coming out of. Uh, and whether that be a, a new company formed from uh, the fallen sledgehammer or fallen uh, uh, Treyarch or what was that company, Kent, that you said is now defunct? Oh, Vicarious Visions. Yeah, Vicarious Visions. They could consolidate some teams together, create a new team and say, make whatever you want. And we could get a new Uncharted or God of War or uh, who knows? Spyro. So like there are uh, there are positives and negatives on both sides and and speculation can only get you so far. Um, Kent, I know that you said that you wanted to talk about something geeky and nerdy. Uh, I don't know why you thought a podcast about video games was the correct place to bring this up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's unheard of. Uh, yeah, we are sort of like I don't know the the pinnacle of cool here, so. We're going to try it and I'm going to see if, if it will work for our audience. Um, so go ahead and speak your piece, but just know if it's too nerdy, uh, I might have to cut it, uh, like star Trek. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm expecting it to be cut even, uh, just because, um, I, I have to bring the, Star Wars prequels into this because oh, it is a perfect. My God, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I you must do though. I should have. I should have. God damn it. <laughs> so uh, this is a cautionary tale where where we are right now, and this is has to do with the the console war that I spoke of earlier. Um, a lot of people are kind of in this mentality that like we need. Sony to just respond and buy out someone big or we need other people to merge Nintendo Sony to merge we need Nintendo Sega to merge something like that and that is a very slippery slope because it is kind of uh you know the separatist and uh republic war in a nutshell like that was spoiler alert a front um for a much, you know, more daunting uh, menace and threat to everyone, basically, in this case. Like a a menace of the phantomy sort? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that would be a pretty good uh, uh, nomenclature God situation. damn it. So. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we can't be too caught up in this separatist republic war in this Uh case the console war because that can overshadow real problems such as uh you know treating your developers better and all that Mm -hmm. just like we're talking with activision Mm -hmm. and the biggest threat is competition jedi oh Oh. yeah (laughs) well in that case the jedi is competition like you'd be completely eradicating anything you know if Sony or Microsoft gets way too big, they're just going to become lazy. Uh, they're just going to sit there all catatonic, like, and be like, well, you're going to buy our games. 
well, what choice do you have? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we can't just be, oh, you know, this is a dub for Sony. This is a dub for Microsoft. Yeah. You know, you need to speak about things and gauge for yourself. You know, we're not trying to tell you how to think, but don't let it come down to a very binary choice of, oh, right. this is good. This is bad. Right. Uh, you need to see the, the bigger whole of it. And, you know, that was the, that's how the empire was formed. And that did not turn out too well. And so. that's how Liberty dies to the sound of furious F keys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the big thing that we need to remember as gamers, because we're bad at remembering this. And I, if I could just channel Dan here, please, um, contracts exist. Um, it's going to be a while before Microsoft can actually make things Microsoft exclusive also. Right. Yeah. Those contracts, uh, that, uh, sledgehammer and Treyarch and, uh, Activision. Activision in general, uh, even the contracts that, uh, Blizzard, uh, had going with, uh, Sony, uh, and uh, any other dist- distribution like Steam or something like that, um, they have to continue until the acquisition is fully uh, well, uh, realized. Well, and also it says uh, in a statement issued to the Wall Street Journal, Ooh. Sony said that it expected Microsoft to abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform. Yes, yes. And uh, it... it so yeah, no, Katie, you're you're 100 right. It, it's going to be a while before we see uh, real big moving and shaking happening um, in in the video so game. So don't industry. get out the lightsabers just yet. Ah, back to Star Wars. Yes. Well, I I was trying to find a way to loop it back. I, but I appreciate that. I, I did my best. I appreciate that. Kent started a uh, strange and uh, apt it's been a while circle since I've been the prequels. You know. Yeah. No, yeah. it makes sense. We don't like younglings. Well, um, anyway, yeah. So let's talk about Sony for just a moment and like, let's, let's blue sky for them, uh, a future past 2023. Um, I say, fuck EA. Don't buy EA, Sony. EA's got what? The most popular games, uh, in the world, uh, FIFA and Madden. Fuck that. No. Go for something bigger. Go for the big fish. Take two. Oh, God. <laughs> well, take two bought Zynga for, what was it, like 30-something million? Right. Yet another story that was sort of uh, overshadowed, uh, uh, quite literally, actually, um, yeah. by the acquisition of Blizzard and Activision. Um, but yeah, uh, take two is still buying up companies, uh, probably because... Uh, they don't have a lot of companies left anymore. They're having and a- they want to get their sweet, sweet cut of that mobile pie. Oh, Look yeah. at episode 83, I think. Yes. For more on that. Yes, we talked all about mobile games on episode 83. Uh, yes, we did. With, with fantastic guests. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to see uh, Sony buying uh, Rockstar. That would be huge. Uh, you just want someone to update Red Dead Online. Maybe yeah. I do. Maybe oh, I do. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Hashtag save Red Dead. Um, Mark Cerny's going to come on in on a brilliant stallion <laughs> and be hello. I've come here to 
talk about what I'm going to do to Red Dead and Red Dead <laughs> Online. <laughs> no one cares about ASMR talk. <laughs> just make just have a huge, huge cowboy hat on his tiny, <laughs> tiny head. Um, and every time it cuts to him, it gets bigger. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm calling Sony do uh, is buy take two. Uh, I think that would be very funny. Uh, and it would bring me back to the days of playing Grand Theft Auto uh, 3, Vice City, and San Andreas on my PlayStation 2 until that thing uh, turned itself off because it got so hot. Um, <laughs> Leonard, how about you? Who do you want Sony to buy? I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. Oh, wait. Actually, no. I do. Yeah. It's kind of a huge one. Let's do it. Y'all ever heard about um, the Dragon Ball IP? <laughs> you ever heard about any anime games? Yeah. What was that? What was that company? Um, uh, Bandai Namco. Bandai yeah, Namco. Bandai Namco. <laughs> Combine it with, with Japan PlayStation Studios. I mean, Please, for the love of everything. I mean, I gotta say, I gotta say, as an answer uh, to Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard King, uh, Sony buying uh, Bandai Namco would be pretty big, and 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 not too far fetched, to be honest. And it, it's not like Sony would have to do anything. Bandai Namco knows what they're doing with their IPs. Uh, do they though? I mean, mostly. No, well, here's the thing. If you're an anime fan like Leonard and I, and you like games like Leonard and I, you have to this is just accept it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, and, and you guys. But I mean, we, you know, specifically One Piece, and you guys won't touch the One Piece with a, you know, 20 inch. There's 2,000 so. episodes. The read the book. There's only the manga. Yeah. There's only like 99 or 100. <laughs> But anyway, uh, there's like 900 and something chapters. Yeah, but the volumes. Oh, yeah. But I mean, so specifically with like One Piece and other of their IPs that are not, you know, the biggest no Dragon Ball, like you are going to be just having to accept what there is. That's with true. The Dynamico. Like That's- they don't make great games. I'm sorry. They make good they games make sometimes. Decent games like Kakarot was good. Oh, yeah. Kakarot was good. The biggest IP they have. That's the anime you have to do well by, and they haven't been doing well by lately. Uh, but the other stuff, eh, you'll like it. Oh, you like, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, they're making a Battle Royale game. With, oh, I uh, heard about that. Yeah. It, uh, it's just, oh, you like anime? You're going to have to play it. What else are you going to do? Read it, watch it. <laughs> I will say this: Scarlet Nexus was pretty good. Yeah, and that's but that's a that's its own IP. Yeah, but yeah, I'm 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 double checking because Arc System Works. I don't they run under uh, Bandai Namco. I think so, but they yes. they they have their own uh, like. Uh, like publishing really well polished defined games right 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 and that's what i'm that's what i'm kind of getting at is like for every uh uh weird and not great um bandai namco game arc system works uh makes uh fantastic games like blaze blue guilty gear uh and the amazing 
uh, Dragon Ball, uh, what's it? Shit. What's Fighters. it called? Fighters. Thank you. Yeah. With a Z. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, shit. Those games are amazing. Apparently Persona 4 Arena is really, really good too. I never played it, but yeah. it's Persona. So shit, that's huge. So, I mean, you know, I think, I think Sony could do a pretty good job if they, if they, uh, if they got, um, uh, Bandai Namco for, hey, for all their faults. The yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Katie. So we've said, uh, our two, uh, companies that, uh, Sony needs to buy to make sure that, um, Sony wins, uh, because again, uh, as Kent said earlier, it is all about winning. Um, it's only about winning. Uh, if I understood Kent correctly, I wasn't sure. You're going to audio splice it. So I will be saying that. <laughs> That's a lot of work. I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, but, uh, Katie, who do you think Sony should buy to stick it to Microsoft? Um, no one. Oh, shit. I think well, the over-reliance on these big name companies absorbing smaller companies so much that, the landscape becomes becomes unrecognizable is a worrying trend. Okay. okay. I don't I don't want every studio to be owned by a parent company that has their own interests at heart and only cares about numbers on a screen and not necessarily the player experience. That's how we wind up with games like Dragon Age Inquisition and Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem. Funny how you mentioned so all EA games. To buy Bioware, right? <laughs> I EA wanted specifically. To unbuy themselves from EA so badly, like Bungie did with Activision. Please, for the love of God. Oh yeah, Bungie dodged that particular Microsoft bullet again, didn't they? That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, if I knew you were going to say that, Katie, I would have uh, asked you last, um, just to transition better into what I want to talk at the end but uh i'm glad you said it it is 100 percent true uh but uh for the sake of comedy i'm now going to ask kent uh what uh studio he thinks sony should buy to stick it to microsoft and i hope he gives me a studio uh well i was actually on the same track and saying Shit. nobody <laughs> yeah but, i mean i think we all we joined forces <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is uh yeah this is uh i strongly believe that i don't think they should buy anyone. However, this will still amuse you because I'll still give you a studio. Fantastic. But in a different way. Love I don't it. want them to buy them, but I would like Sony and Valve to buddy up and become very, very, very close friends, hey. possibly lovers. Um, and I think we will be seeing that. Um, I just with the uh, huge success God of War has been yep. on Steam. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I saw those side by side comparisons and holy shit. Uh, I almost wanted to buy God of War again uh, and, and play it on my PC that can't run it on Mac specs. Yeah. Like it, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Horizon, uh, another good example of Sony and uh, Steam working together, Valve, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is a fantastic point. And I think. Uh, if Sony wants to compete in the PC market, the only way to do that is to buddy up uh, butt to butt with uh, Valve um, because there's no other company that's going to be able to, to give them the kind of market penetration uh, that uh, Valve can give them. Yeah, every other third party has been 
uh, oh, Epic Store exclusive, right. all that stuff. Right, um, right. I don't think. I mean, it's funny because Microsoft used to be the one with Valve, kind of like it was a Left 4 Dead was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't uh, both of them? I think both of them were. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And it would be nice to see maybe hell like even older games portal half-life imagine that with like ray tracing in 60 frames yeah yeah on playstation i mean i've been saying there it's been funny people are like there's a comment for god of war saying like you know this the price tag of 49.99 is bullshit because it's gonna force me to pay five hundred dollars for a PS5 just so I can play Ragnarok. <laughs> so <laughs> they're already getting you know business right. for each other. So just go that extra mile, buddy up, uh, Gabe Newell. I'm sure. Well, he hates Microsoft. I think yeah. there's literally video proof of him saying that's yeah. what I get for working with Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I just think it it is the way to go. Just marry each other already make each other much you know lots of money right and we don't have to worry about absorbing third-party people and killing off the indie brand it's true it's true uh i would love to see a handful of uh indie titles from steam uh make their way onto a console like um uh, uh playstation i think it would be a really good move for them it's an easy port uh, and it would, uh, broaden, uh, indie developers, uh, scope to a different kind of audience, uh, to someone who, you know, doesn't necessarily have the best PC in the world, but can still play, uh, but still wants to play these games, then they can play it on a PS5. Uh, that would be a fantastic way, uh, for Microsoft or Sony to, uh, move forward into the PC world. Yes. Yes. Kent, you did it. You did it. That's who they are going to buy. You've heard it here first. <laughs> Sony is going to buy Valve, which I'm sure is going to be an easy acquisition. Uh, and once they do that, they will win. Uh, and then rename is- it the Vita deck. <laughs> <laughs> We've circled back twice now. That's good. That's good. You guys are learning very well how to do this. Um <laughs> Uh, now, Katie, you were saying something um, earlier about uh, homogeny in video games. Was I? Uh, yeah, yeah. Something about, uh, I don't know, I asked you a question about who they should buy, and you said no one, because that's not what oh, this right, is all right, about. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to bring the audience back into the topic that we're going to end on, and that is, yes, homogeny. We finally got here. Uh, God, we're still going? <laughs> It's nine o'clock. We're almost done. So um, the one thing that we all worry about is that uh, there won't be enough video games for us to play, um, which isn't true. You, you got yeah, that's the that's what we always worry about. Um, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, should go play m- more indie games if you're worried about that. Indie developers need your help. Uh, you can find a lot of them on um, Steam, and if you can't find them there, go ahead and find them on Epic. It doesn't matter because uh, indie developers need your help, and that is how we get innovation. Innovation comes from indie. But all that being said, I will now say that uh, the big companies fighting against each other and buying companies left and right uh, is not a good thing. It cannot be a good thing because that means that less and less uh, voices are out there to uh, make the games that uh, they want to make. 
Thus, this acquisition of Microsoft to Activision Blizzard King uh, may have some positives, but some of those negatives might sneak through. Kent, can you talk about a handful of those negatives? Uh, just the fact that everything will be very sterile and binary in terms of your choice. It's, are you going to be team green, team blue, in that case, PlayStation, Xbox, you don't have choice. Everything's going to be the same. And with things such as NFTs, you can start maybe seeing them monetizing that and have, maybe we'll have premium currency or cosmetics that are persistent across all titles. And that further makes everything feel a little bit more the same. Uh, That is a big issue when everything is under one roof, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is uh, a little, I mean, yeah, you brought up, you brought up NFTs and we haven't talked about those on the podcast because they are a complicated topic that would take about an hour and a half just to start talking about. Um, that and blockchains in general. Uh, but, um, yes, the uh, division is becoming clearer and clearer. And that is what we are afraid of. Uh, the console wars used to be a fun little, Hey, who can sell more consoles? Ha ha. Uh, but it is (laughs) fun. <laughs> that was fun for you. We all we all know about the console wars and how many millions died in the console wars. <laughs> but uh, what what I mean is, uh, it, it used to just be like a sort of tongue in cheek, like, "Oh, I, you have an Xbox? What a loser!" Uh, and even though that's still true, Jeremy's not here. But even though that's still true, Jeremy, uh, that he has an Xbox, which makes him a loser. Um. What uh, what it does do when the line becomes sharper uh, is put people into camps uh, and make cross communication more difficult. Uh, and Kent, you said it best. Uh, it's uh, it's homogeny. Uh, you said that in our chat and I glommed onto that. And that's why I started talking about this. The console wars are coming to an odd end and I am not a fan of it. Almost like the end of the Separatist Republic War. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm in the rule of three. Now we have to leave. Anyway, thank you for listening to our wonderful podcast. We hope you had a fantastic time. If you want more from us, you can listen to the NPC adventures that go up as when I can make them. They're a lot of work, but uh, it's us and a bunch of uh, other NPCs and friends playing D&D. And it's a whole lot of fun. Um, and it, things are heating up uh, in the D&D fandom. So uh, hop on. Uh, if you want something that uh, is uh, edited by me, but has nothing to do with me, uh, you can listen to Days and Disturbed. Uh, he talks about weird and crazy shit around the world. You can find his podcast every other Thursday on silvertongueaudio.org, or you can go to Midnight in the Bay that comes out every single Monday. And he is a Bay Area, Bay Area comedian and and father who talks about some pretty funny shit. Uh, and he recently got over COVID, uh, in Mexico. He had a real rough time, uh, enjoying Mexico while having COVID. So that was fun. Anyway, thanks everyone again for listening. Thanks everyone, uh, on the podcast for being on the podcast. It was good to hear Kent's voice again. It was good to hear Katie on the podcast, Leonard, 
a pleasure as always. And uh, is like the only constant in this. <laughs> and Jeremy, if you are listening, which I know you are, uh, congratulations uh, on your new baby. We hope the best for you. You have two now, you crazy, crazy man. Congratulations. I hope it doesn't stay slimy for too long. <clears throat> or whatever happens with babies. <laughs> Until next game, everybody. Until next game. Silver Tongue.